Hi, this is Phil Parrish from the Caves and Lunatics podcast, a proud member of the collective, and you're listening to Into the Night, a Moon Knight podcast. Hello, welcome back, loony listeners. This is episode 55 of Into the Night, a Moon Knight podcast. I am your host, High Priest of Conchu Ray, and uh, I've returned um, to review our Lunar Pick issue of this uh, for this week. It is Hulk magazine number 18, and it is the backup story, Shadows in the Heart of the City. So, grab your issues out, sit back, relax, and get your Conchu on. Yes, welcome, 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 loonies. Thanks for joining us on uh, Into the Night. Um, I am your host, Ray. I am uh, flying solo this episode uh, due to some technical difficulties. And um, yeah, basically just trying to work through a a schedule um, has been quite difficult uh, with uh, little Finn on board now. So just for this episode... I thought it would be good to just um, keep it going, and uh, look, I'll I'll review Hulk number eighteen. So, um, apologies to um, I guess for Rebecca and Connor not being on this episode, but actually, before any of that, I would like to absolutely thank uh, first of all Tommy and his good mate Matthew, who I have a sneaking suspicion might be Daredevil. Uh, he is a, a lawyer, he did mention, and his first name's Matthew. But anyway, those two guys did a great job with uh, one of the earlier episodes where they reviewed Secret Avengers uh, whilst I was on hiatus. So I'd like to thank you so much, guys, for doing a fantastic job. And also, of course, um, Konishu for um, for stitching the episodes together. So Connor's... Uh, now had a hand at, at editing the episodes, uh, and uh, he did a fantastic job. So thank you guys for a a great episode. Also, like to extend that thanks to, of course, um, the co-hosts Rebecca and Connor Shu for their subsequent episode as well, which I found was quite quite funny to listen to. Uh, it was it was great to be on the other side of the fence, so to speak, and um, coming fresh to to listen to an Into the Night episode, uh, not knowing at all uh, what would be on it. Uh, it was a whole heap of fun. I laughed um, and I and I chuckled, uh, and I'm still trying to figure out what a polywell is. So um, I'll have to have to speak to Connor about that. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, so as I mentioned, unfortunate that I can't have Rebecca and Connor for this episode. But I really wanted to to um, keep the train moving, so to speak, and we have a uh, a lunar pick for this episode. It's at a classic run, so um, we're going to stick to. Well, I am. I say we. Um, I don't have multiple personalities, but you know, uh, we'll go through uh, the issue in our pretty much our um, new format 
which uh, basically includes a, a sliver, which is a summation of of the whole issue, uh, as well as, um, yeah, I'm just going to fire off any ideas and thoughts about the comics that uh, about the comic that I enjoyed uh, or didn't enjoy, and we'll finish with our moon ratings, um, which I noticed actually in one of the prompt sheets. I believe it may have been Tommy or Connor who added it in. Uh, there's actually correct terminology for the moon, so I might try and use that in the moon rating for this issue. Um, anyway, let's get into um, Lunar Pick. The moon will not tolerate your interference. Yes, so we, as I mentioned numerous times, will be reviewing uh, the Hulk magazine number 18. It is the backup story, Shadows in the Heart of the City, and this is part two. So a couple of episodes ago, we did... Um, we did part one, which was an introduction to Hatchet Man, a.k.a. Randall Spector. And at the end of that uh, issue, we found out that the Hatchet Man, or Randall, uh, is indeed the brother of Mark Spector. So um, we are familiar with Mark Spector having uh, multiple identities, but we are now introduced to his brother, who also seems to have uh, Merc training, um, and who also seems to be a little, a little bit more crazier than Mark, uh, and so this has proven to be quite one of the popular, I guess, um, stories of Moon Knight in in so much that it's quite dark. Uh, I mean, we have a psychotic man dressed in a uh, Halloween mask and pajama um, pants, running around with a with an axe, um, killing people. So. Uh, it, it really is a bit of a dark comic. Um, and so this issue as well, if I'm to go into the sliver of this, basically what happens is Moon Knight gives chase to Hatchet Man, who makes his way through the city, hacking as many people as he can. It culminates in the park where Hatchet Man impales himself and Mark is sad. <laughs> um, yeah, so basically that's it. I mean, the plot is a, it's a it's a big chase. Um, and anyway, uh, I found this issue quite quite uh, enjoyable. Uh, it kept the pace up, and it, again, it's written by by Doug Mensch, uh, art by Bill Sienkiewicz, um and really really good. It, it's typical of the other Hulk magazine backup stories of Moon Knight. In, in that the art is is very I'm not sure if it is just the the fact that it is in a in a magazine but it is very pulpy uh, it's very different from um, Sienkiewicz's art uh, in his later um, run of Moon Knight and uh, and even even his early early run as well uh, I, I think a lot has to do with Steve Olive's colors uh, which which bring a um, yeah I don't know all I can describe is a bit of a pulpy sense to it um but anyway it is a uh, the art is fantastic as as usual i think um and uh what i guess the immediate impact from this issue i found would be again as as was part one was the um 
the graphic violence of this. I mean, we have a guy with an axe and you do openly see him um, hacking and slashing his way through. Uh, there's even one bit in it where he he wheels the axe down on Moon Knight and I'm not sure exactly how he managed to deflect the shot because it looked like a really heavy shot. Um, it came down, I think, square on his on his chest, on Moon Knight's chest towards the end. Um, and uh, hang on, let me just have a look here. Uh, yeah, um, I can't find it now, but... Uh, he managed, he doesn't have any body armor or anything like that. From what it looks like, he's got his basically your conventional superhero tights. Um, <clears throat> so it was interesting. Maybe he kind of rolled with the <laughs> with the slash. I don't know, but um, yeah, he he still is on his feet. A, a bit ginger, um, but he uh, he still plods on and follows Randall. Um, so, I mean, plot-wise, for this story, there isn't too much. I mean, it's just basically a chase through New York City. Uh, Moon Knight, even, I, f- I found interesting as well, he even attacks some of the um, the cops as well. Uh, he gets he gets quite aggressive, um, which I, th- I don't know, I think is unlike, unlike Moon Knight, um, but he's under duress. I mean, Marlene had just recently been um, been stabbed in the back or, or um, hacked in the back, by, by Randall, and so she lies unconscious in a bloodied mess at Moon Knight's feet. Uh, but yeah, Moon Knight kicks away um, the the policeman who I don't know. I guess they're unsure because he he's dressed up as a as a superhero. They're not too sure how to how to take him, and he's got this body at his feet. Um, so maybe it's a bit of quick thinking, and he just um, he quickly um, kicks them away and demands that they they get an ambulance. Um, yeah, and anyway, so the plot is basically yeah a chase for an inspector, but it's peppered with uh, some historical memories that Mark has with his brother Randall, and you can see that as kids uh, they seemed quite close to each other, um, and even in the history as well, it's a, there's a bit of a recap of of Mark and Randall uh, as soldiers of fortune and um, the apparent end of, of Randall as he um, as Mark hurls that grenade at him when they had a an encounter of sorts and he's kind of left for dead so you get these these um, memories kind of peppered throughout the issue which was which was interesting it was good it was good to break up uh, what essentially is a very basic and very simple um, thread that runs through this issue and that's basically a chase through through the city. So I mean, I mean that was quite interesting. Um, uh, but yeah, um, what what I found also quite revealing was yeah when they were kids, uh, they played cowboys and, and Indians uh, as well. And it seems uh, from Randall's point of view anyway that Mark always seemed to win, um, which would play into i guess Randall's psyche and and his um ultimate i guess hatred or competitiveness towards mark uh funnily enough as well it's not revealed toward until the end um to Randall that Moon Knight is in fact Mark Spector so uh you know if anything 
that's a bit of a win, isn't it? You know, two, two birds with one stone <laughs> when he's fighting Moon Knight anyway and he's looking for Mark Spector. He's got them both, um, both there. Um, I found, I found though the, the ending of Randall impaling himself on the branch a little, uh, I don't know, how shall I say it? I don't know, it was a little anticlimactic, I think. Uh, it kind of wrapped things up pretty quickly. I guess Doug Mensch, I don't know, to me, he didn't have a sense of how he could resolve this issue at least. Um, perhaps he, he was constrained to just the, the two parts. Um, but to me, it seemed like there was a lot more to it that, that could be said between um, Mark Spector and Randall Spector. Uh, but anyway, towards the end, they have a final confrontation. Um, basically, uh, let me just grab it out here. Basically, um, Randall is hiding, lurking in a in a cave, um, and Mark kind of catches wind of this as well uh, because he has the memories again of when they were kids and how um, uh, how Randall would double back on his tracks uh, and kind of lead Mark to a certain spot but in fact be be kind of behind him waiting to ambush him and this is exactly the case in the um, in the final encounter that the two, the two have and um, that advantage that Mark has or the realization of that's what Randall has done uh, really does well for Mark and so he manages to um, Avert the uh, the attack of Randall, and he um, he pushes him aside. Not that it does too much to him, because as I said, the ultimate thing was um, so he brushes Randall aside. Randall gets up, then he hurls himself again at Mark, uh, but happens to hurl himself right onto a tree branch, uh, which I don't know. It's almost comical for me um, because this was such a such a scary and imposing character. I mean, it was built up from part one and uh, all the way through through this issue as well. He is he's portrayed in a very kind of dark and, and scary manner. And um, for him to, I don't know, just kind of fall onto the, the branch was a little, yeah, uh, as a little, oh, is that it? Um, so, I mean, I didn't think that worked too well. Um, mind you also... I did a bit of reading um, on Randall Spector because I did find him a fascinating um, sort of person uh, or character and uh, there was a bit of a retcon uh, to it. Um, Surely I don't think this was a plan all along. But in Mark Spector Moon Knight, I believe, issue 37, um, there's a return of Randall Spector, I think in a, in a, um, a story arc called Blood Brothers, and it's revealed that the Randall Spectre in this two-part story uh, was an imposter. Was apparently the real Randall Spectre had somehow coerced this person to walk or run around um, calling himself Randall uh, and go on that murder spree. So, um, which is kind of good because I think, well, number one, I guess the writers wanted to bring back Randall Spector, uh, and when he died after two issues here in the Hulk magazine, um, there's no not much you can do about it. 
other than, you know, they could have gone down the route of him being resurrected or, you know, comics are fantastic with all that sort of thing. There are multiple ways that <laughs> comic characters can come back from the dead. But I guess they went down the route of him um, not being really Randall Spector at all in this in this arc. But as we read this, we are to take it to be his brother. Um, and... Yeah, I mean, it's it's kind of just left at that. I mean, he's left um, swinging um, from a tree, <laughs> and and Mark goes back to um, he goes back to the hospital uh, because the police had indeed called the ambulance and had whisked Marlene away. And at, at the end, um, we see which again I found it um, I don't know not funny. I thought it was pretty cool. You see Moon Knight, who is a bit injured himself. He got he got. Um, stabbed or hacked with an axe so he's bandaged up but you see him in hospital uh, basically bare-chested but he still retains um he still retains his cape and um his hood uh so yeah i don't know i just i just find that kind of you don't see that very often you know although we did see it uh, only just recently in uh, the max bemis run i think um high priest of conchu connor not connor um, Rebecca really enjoyed it in the fact that Mr. Knight, uh, we had in Crazy Runs of the Family, he's in nothing but his, um, his boxer shorts and his white mask. Um, so, you know, you get a bit of that here as well. Um, so it has been done again, but it always just looks funny when, um, they're covering their face, but, um, they're in their, their civvies or, you know, or even less than that. <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, Apart from that, um, just um, just having a look through these these pages here, I do like the the mood that uh, Sienkiewicz sets to this issue. Uh, he has it down pelting with rain as they as they come towards their final confrontation in the park, um, <clears throat> uh, and also his again his use of a very signature Sienkiewicz with Moon Knight as he as he's running or leaping towards something. His cape has that kind of crescent moon shape, which is, is pretty good. Um Yeah, uh other than oh this is the I'm looking at the page now where um <clears throat> where Hatchet Man basically um buries that an axe in Mark's chest. Um yeah I don't know how he survives that. But anyway he's probably just a, a really strong fella. Um, but yeah, that's, uh, that's really the gist of this story. Um, as for ramifications later on, well, I think as I mentioned, um, the writers later decided to bring Randall back, um, and so he appears again in, as I mentioned, Mark Spector Moon Knight issue 37. Uh, for Moon Knight, if anything, they could have... Maybe they build up, they build upon this, um, which is a bit hard because Randall is dead, but they started to tease Mark's history, like his childhood, which was really interesting. And we did see that with, with Jeff Lemire, um, Jeff Lemire's run, where we look into Mark's childhood. And actually, also having said that, the most recent, I think 194 of Max Bemis's run, where we get uh, another aspect of Mark growing up and his relationship with his dad and, and of course, 
what we now see is it seems to be a major uh, villain in in Uncle Ernst uh, has come out. So um, it's good to see that they're starting to dip into, I guess that that well of um, of potential stories for for Moon Knight. But yeah, th- this um, two parter started to tease that, um, and it was unfortunate that it kind of just stops after that. Um, if I'm to just quickly. Ha- just going to quickly have a look at what, like chronologically, what happens to Moon Knight next is I have got down here, I oh, yeah, Marvel Preview 21, um, and we hit the 1980s, so we're not that long, um, basically, this was released, sorry, in December 1979, so, and in 1980, we have Moon Knight, um, his own solo title. So it's not long um, before we get a fully-fledged Moon Knight title. And I I guess Doug Munch decided to try and flesh out the, the mercenary aspect and how, you know, Moon Knight became, uh, Mark Spector became Moon Knight. So I guess his, his familial history is taken a back seat, so to speak. And um, then we see Doug Munch starting to build upon that um, Egyptian uh, like mythology with Khonshu and also with, with Raoul Bushman and Frenchie. So we start to get that uh, more fleshed out rather than his, um, his family history. But in any sense, this was, um, this was quite, quite interesting to, to read. Um, yeah. Uh, as for, ooh, as for ratings, Oh yeah, let me um, <laughs> let me just uh, whip this up here. So I think it was Tom, Tommy or Connor who had um, given me a link on the prompt sheet of actual terminology uh, for moon ratings. Uh, so I want to do it justice, and instead of just giving it the the hackneyed half moon, full moon stuff, you know, let's get things right. Um, so, also as well, I must add, there were just a couple of things in the news, nothing big, but I'll get to that. Um, so, alright, we have, alright, so there's the new moon, the waxing crescent, the first quarter, waxing gibbous, full moon, the waning gibbous, uh, the last quarter, waning crescent. Is fantastic. Uh, look, I would give it. Um, oh, uh, I'd oh, I'd give it the waxing gibbous only because I like the um, the name of that. So if we were to equate that to like ratings, there's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, and then if we have the blue moon, which is nine, um, that is a yeah, say a four out of nine. Waxing gibbous, the area of illumination continues to increase. More than half of the moon's face appears to be getting sunlight. Yeah, so it's a bit over half a moon. I think that's pretty good. Yeah, let's go the waxing gibbous. Um, yeah, so it, it's a, it was a decent read. It was fun. It wasn't, by any means, I was not bogged down at all by um, by the writing or, or the plot. I mean, as I mentioned, the plot was very... Very simple. Um, 
Yeah, and the art was still good. I mean, the art was the art what kind of chugged it along. And um, and for those that love a, a little bit of violence, there was a a bit of graphic violence there. So um, that kind of kept things quite interesting. So uh, yeah, this is it's pretty hard to find unless you have a single issue of um, an actual hard copy issue of the Hulk magazine issue eighteen. Uh, it may be a difficult to track down. I had a little quick look. It's not on Comixology, and I believe it's not on Marvel Unlimited. So um, it's a hard one to track. If you can, um, if you have a collected um, edition of either the Essential Collection of Moon Knight or the Epic Collection, um, I believe it's in the Epic Collection of um, of Moon Knight. Uh, either. I think it's the second volume. Oh, no, actually, it's in the first volume. Volume 1, Bad Moon Rising of the Epic Collection of Moon Knight. Uh, it's available there or in a single floppy issue um, otherwise and might be a bit hard to track down. But if you um, search the interwebs, I'm sure you can come up with, with something there. But it's it's worth a read. Um, and I would actually read um, Part 1 and Part 2 back-to-back um, myself. I actually read Part 1 and Part 2 um, with a, you know, quite far apart. Um, but I think that would work really well just as a compact, um, like a larger issue, a double size issue. So yeah, go check it out. Hulk 18. Um, I've got to backtrack a little bit and, um, just cover a bit of news. Look, there wasn't that much news, but I wanted to flag it anyway with your loonies. And, um, first bit of news was basically, um, on Marvel Unlimited, we get, uh, a bit more a moon night. So on um, the sixth of August, um, as I speak now, it is the twelfth. Um, so Moon Knight one ninety one was released on Marvel Unlimited, and on uh, later in the month, on the twenty seventh of August, we'll have Doctor Strange Damnation one available on Marvel Unlimited. So uh, if you haven't got those issues already, um, and you have that subscription, please check it out. Uh, if you haven't listened, or, or sorry, if you haven't read Damnation, uh, be sure to give issue one a read and um, and check out one of the review episodes which we were a part of. Um, we collaborated with uh, Inner Demons, the Ghost Rider podcast, Sons of the Dragon, the Immortal Iron Fist podcast, and Defenders TV podcast. We did a massive podcast crossover earlier in the year, and we covered every single issue of the Damnation event. Um, so yeah, be sure to check out um, that uh, that podcast episode uh, if you haven't read Damnation 1, which is on Marvel Unlimited. Um, secondly, news-wise, it was um, very tangential to Moon Knight. We had um, the ABC president... Um, uh, of the TV network, I say, uh, discussing how they would like to, um, or they do have more Marvel shows in development on the ABC. So, uh, you know, whether or not that is Moon Knight, <laughs> uh, I don't know. It'll be interesting to know your thoughts, actually, on whether um, you think Moon Knight would be appropriate for the ABC network. Uh, I myself, if we're looking, and I'm covering... Um, freeform as part of ABC as well. Uh, I'd like to see 
I think Ghost Rider actually would be good. It'd be good to build upon um, the Ghost Rider um, character introduced in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. And we know now also that Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. will go beyond Season 6 as well, so that's good news. Um, oh, will be renewed for Season 6 at least, um, and they're optimistic that there will be Season 7. But with um, with more of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. coming, uh, there may be a chance of, of introducing TV shows or spin-offs from there. So, I mean, before we had the talks of, of uh, Mockingbird and, uh, and Lance Hunter... Um, I can't remember what that was called, Most Wanted or something. Um, but having introduced Ghost Rider from Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., I think he would be the logical choice for them to bring him in. Um, otherwise, if they want to build a universe, which I believe they do, because if you look at Runaways on Freeform and Cloak and Dagger, which seem to be very closely tied, I mean, they're very closely associated in the comics, then you might be looking at um, characters or titles connected to those uh, existing ones already. Um, so with the Runaways and Cloak and Dagger, um, oh, I mean, yeah, they are quite... Um, I was about to say Cloak and Dagger is associated basically with Spider-Man, but he's in the MCU. Anyway, I think I think those would have more of an... Uh, of a possibility rather than, than Moon Knight. I'd be happy to see Moon Knight show up, but um, I still think he probably fits better in the Netflix realm, and we know at this point that Netflix aren't going to be making any more uh, or adding any more Marvel characters to their um, to their uh, toy box of, of Marvel characters for the TV show. So, I mean, those were the two bits of news Um that came out so very small um and oh actually as well uh, i'd like to actually go bounce now i'm all over the place here i bounce into our mini missives so we did have a little bit of feedback um on our facebook page uh, this is to do with hulk issue 18 and this is from Liz Licks, and she says, uh, Hatchet Man, Randall is truly one sick individual. He is the serial killer that just won't die. I love the POVs in this comic. Uh, thanks, Liz. Yeah, it was, um, he's, he certainly does not die because he seems to come back again and again, and um, death doesn't even seem to, to stop him. Uh, truly a, a scary individual. Uh, look, I don't think it would work if he goes up against you know, the likes of Luke Cage or Spider-Man, um, basically because he'd be horribly outmatched. Um, but with a, a true gritty street level like Moon Knight, and particularly in this era, 1979, um, he definitely is a handful for um, our white Avenger. So, yeah, thanks, Liz, for that. Um, it was really cool. We also got another a little um, comment from Mitchell, and he just mentioned that uh, he thought he had the issue of hog 18 which is actually quite impressive because uh i haven't seen many of them around um i'm sure you can probably find them on ebay these days uh but they you know the hulk magazine issues are certainly hard to come by um and would be less likely to be stopped i guess than your your standard comic book these days in your lcs um so yeah thank you mitchell for that um all right well look 
there's really not much else to to talk about here. Um, before signing off, I'd just like to give a spectacle, a little shout-out segment to um, the group known as The Collective, which uh, Into the Night is part of. Uh, you can find any of The Collective um, rants and tweets. Um, just search hashtag The Collective Network on Twitter. Also, at Collective Pods is the Twitter handle for The Collective as well. And, uh, and that should kind of point you towards all the podcasts that are associated with the collective network uh yeah look just a an informal um fun bunch of podcasters um we like to just bounce ideas around um like to uh, support and cross promote each other's works so um we have the likes of uh, the cloak and dagger podcast uh, defenders tv podcast mentioned earlier we have a hulk adelaide rising uh the namor podcast um you know, a whole heap of um, podcasts out there. And I just wanted to shout out, we have two new uh, additions to The Collective, uh, one being Earth's Mightiest Podcast, uh, a really a really fun podcast, um, kind of built around three hosts. I believe it's uh, Corwin, Viet, and Bobby. Uh, and they cover stuff from, as the title suggests, The Avengers, uh, as well as The X Titles. And I think Deadpool as well. So um, they kind of tick the boxes for that and um, a, a great addition to the collective. So check out uh, Earth's Mightiest Podcast. I'll put the um, the contact details in the show notes or just check out the collective uh, um, link itself. Uh, also as well on board, we have Weird Science Marvel Comics Podcast. And these guys, again, they do um, comic book reviews uh, of... Um, basically, a lot of the fresh start, um, titles. Um, so, yeah, really lively banter from these guys as well. Um, go check them out. And again, I'll put their, um, their links in the show notes for you. So, um, having said that, talking about the next phase, um, for Into the Night, um, after this, a little humble episode, is released. We'll be looking at issue oh, episode fifty six, and uh, look due to popular demand, um, we're going to have to bounce a little. Uh, I thought it would be good to wrap up this Randall Specter arc uh, for the classic run, so that has finished, and we're going to bounce um, for our next lunar pick. For um, in <laughs> we're going to bounce into Moon Knight Volume Seven, Number One, and for those who don't know, Volume Seven is the Warren Ellis run. Yes, we will finally get to that. Um, so we'll be looking at issue one of that, uh, and hopefully we'll have either Rebecca and or Konishu with us to to review that. So that should be a lot of fun. Uh, so that's um, kind of back to one of our modern run reviews uh, as always you can find us uh, or contact us on email at itkmoonnight at gmail.com uh, just a note i had changed that now just for consistency that used to be moonlight podcast so you can actually email to moonlightpodcast at gmail.com or itkmoonnight at gmail.com uh, we have our blog site into the night podcast.wordpress.com uh, on Facebook, we're on facebook.com slash itkmoonnight, which is our page. 
and our ever-growing Facebook group, um, which is a fantastic place to um, to share ideas and fandom with, is at facebook.com slash groups slash itkmoonnight. Our Twitter handle is at itkmoonnight, and we're also on Instagram, Tumblr, and YouTube. Just search for Into the Night, a Moon Knight podcast. Finally, for... Um, uh, podcast catches we are on i guess all the big ones so please check out the likes of um apple podcasts uh, google play spotify stitcher iheart radio blah 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 <laughs> we're all we're all there um so whatever you're listening to us now um and you have friends that listen to other things let them know uh and yeah share the love uh a couple of other things just off the top of my head before i sign off uh, yeah, iTunes um, and iTunes rating. I mean, I know we don't plug too much of this, but it is cool. Uh, if you could uh, just write up a review, if you like the show, uh, that would be that would be great. It just helps us to kind of cast our net further. Oh, that was a little mace. I don't know if he picked that up on the microphone. Little Macy's down here. Um, yeah, that just casts our net a bit further and um, exposes us to a few more other potential listeners. So. We, we definitely want to get this Moon Knight train um, chugging along um, and hopefully gathering a groundswell where, you know, we won't be ignored and uh, a movie slash TV show is made. Hooray! <laughs> um, so, yeah, um, please, uh, iTunes uh, review would be fantastic. Um, also, oh, yeah, finally, uh, almost forgot... Finally, there was a while ago I did a um I put a survey out onto our Facebook page and group just asking what you'd like to see more of on the show and I got the results in. Um and so on last place <laughs> not not that there is a you know anything you know that there's a ranking or anything, but um oh look, anyway, look, I'm not even gonna rank it. So we had <laughs> We had, um, if you wanted more crossovers with, with other podcasts, if you wanted uh, more reviews on toy figures, more reviews on video games, if you wanted more reviews on trades or arcs in general as opposed to single issues. Um, and I think that was about it. Um, and so we actually got... Um, we actually got most of the votes in for um, for doing toy figures, which is pretty cool. Um, I'm, I'm just going to have to do my research and and find what other toy figures are out there that we can we can review. Um, we did do we did do the Funko Pop ones, which were just recent, and the Hasbro Legends Moon Knight figure. Um, so go check those out in our earlier episodes. Um, but yeah, no, happy to do other toy figures as well. Um, yeah, so that came in at top notch and that was closely followed by trades and arc reviews in which, um, I, I think the, the secret Avengers, um, review by Tommy and Matthew was great. And I think it's fantastic. And I think we should probably do more of that as well. So yeah. So thank you so much for the feedback. Um, those were the two main ones and look, the third one, um, was the the video games which again i am pretty keen on on doing myself 
Uh, I'm not much of a gamer, but I, I know a few of you out there are. So, um, yeah. Yeah, so thank you for that feedback. So we'll try to add uh, more toy figures and uh, and arcs in general. I know one Rick Ball special wants to see um, Sidekick's Revenge round Roman, um, which is a fantastic arc from Amazing Spider-Man, which includes art by Mark Bagley and, and has the Punisher, Night Thrasher, uh, all your fantastic 90s characters. So, yeah, we might do that soon as well. Um, I might even throw it out there for um, for Rick Ball to come along. And, and I do believe, I think one of our other loonies, Josh, was pretty keen on that. So let's see if we can get a roundtable happening. Um, anyway, loonies, I am just rambling. I just want to say thank you once again for listening. Uh, yeah, and um, thanks for, for um, bearing with me. Uh, fatherhood has um, has been... Uh, hands-on, but it's been an absolute joy, absolute loving the little fella Finn. Um, but yeah, it does constrain availability, and it does actually make it a little harder to coordinate with um, with other, you know, co-hosts um, of the non-Australian ilk. But fear not, I will, you know, trek on, and uh, we'll try to get you the best into the night podcast episodes we can for you so um we also have more isla raz coming up as well so stay tuned for that um i think i know connor's got one up his sleeve which um should come out shortly uh yeah but uh, until then onwards and upwards and as we always say on this episode or this show may conchu watch over the denizens of the night catch you later Moon Knight and affiliated characters, stories and events are properties of Marvel Characters Incorporated. Materials used and discussed within the podcast are intended for critique and review purposes only under the fair dealing concept of the current Copyright Act. The views, information or opinions expressed during the podcast are solely those of the individuals involved and do not necessarily represent those of the copyright owners.